This NASCAR season, every member of the Toyota Racing Team is doing their part to take the trophy home. Like 6th grader Melissa Kowalski, who changes true to true X on every true-false quiz she takes. All my teachers are Martin Truex Jr. fans now. Keep up the great work, Melissa. To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. NASCAR season is here, and everyone on the Toyota racing team is doing their part to perform at the highest level. From driver Ty Gibbs to amateur musician Russell Viper, who's working on the perfect pre-race pump-up track for the team. Start those Camrys up! Yeah! To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. Are you aware you were going 40 miles an hour? This is a residential area. Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top 9 miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you? Well, I did fuel up at Sunoco this morning. At Sunoco, we know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American Racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best. Well, listeners, in case you didn't get enough sports today, here's an ad break that'll tell you how to watch even more sports. YouTube is the new home of NFL Sunday Ticket. And if you sign up now, you'll get our lowest full season price of the year. Just go to youtube.com slash Spotify offer to get $100 off NFL Sunday Ticket. Watch your favorite teams out of market Sunday afternoon games exclusively on YouTube and YouTube TV. All right, enough about sports. Go get more sports. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends June 6th. No refunds. Flow Racing is the ultimate digital home track for race fans everywhere. Subscribe today and stream over 1,300 racing events live and on demand. Flow Racing has something for everyone, like NASCAR Weekly Series, Sprint Car Racing, Drag Racing, Off-Road Racing, and much, much more. Learn more at flowracing.com forward slash go MRN. That's flowracing.com forward slash go MRN. The following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. The Motor Racing Network presents NASCAR Live Wide Open. Off the end of the back straightaway. Larson's going to send it. Larson's in the wall. Larson's on Hamlin's back bumper. Logano leads down the back straightaway. Keselowski's in line. Now he turns him. Boot team Penske cars crash. Keselowski is up in a ball of flame. NASCAR Live Wide Open is brought to you by Toyota. For the latest Toyota racing information, visit toyotaracing.com. Now. Here is your host, Mike Bagley. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another installment of NASCAR Live Wide Open here on the Motor Racing Network. Mike Bagley and the entire MRN crew getting ready to head to Phoenix to crown four champions, the Arkham Menard Series West. And, of course, what has gotten the most attention, the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series, the NASCAR Xfinity Series, and the NASCAR Cup Series. All of this, of course, 
on the heels of that wild weekend that we had in Martinsville, whether it be Saturday between Ty Gibbs and Brandon Jones tangling on the last lap, whether it be Christopher Bell for the second time in the playoffs, walking off and getting a win when he needed it, or Ross Jastain and that testosterone-rich move that he made coming to the checkered flag, riding the wall, hammer down to make his way into the championship four. It all comes to a head this weekend. Motor Racing Network is going to be on the scene with live flag-to-flag coverage of all the racing from Phoenix this weekend. So to get a different perspective on this, why don't we tap into our own in-house champion? Speaking of NASCAR Cup Series champion, NASCAR Hall of Famer, Rusty Wallace, who'll be on the broadcast with us this weekend. Let's go to the hotline, bring Rusty in. Rusty, welcome back to NASCAR Live Wide Open. How are we doing? Hey, I'm doing great today, Mike. Getting ready to head out to Phoenix uh, on Friday morning for that the big, the big final race. I mean, everybody's jacked up. They're all talking about it, and it should be a good one. It should definitely be a good one. Before we get into the nuts and bolts of what we're about to do on Sunday and crown a Cup Series champion for 2022, when you won your championship back in 1989, I know it was one of the biggest days of your professional career. What is the week leading up to that championship moment like? What was that week like for you? Well, obviously, there's a lot of PR stuff going on. You're talking to a lot of uh, the radio stations, TV stations, uh, stuff like that. But, you know, on the performance side of it, you're agonizing, uh, hoping you've, you, you've come this long, and you're agonizing, hoping that you've got a great car. You guys are ho- everybody's hoping they made the right decision. The guys in the, the engine shop are building the strongest engines they can build. You know, the chassis guys are bringing the very best car. Uh, you're going completely crazy on the car, just making sure you got the best you possibly can. And then when you get out there, it all starts. I mean, so you got to get qualified. You got to have good practice sessions. Hopefully, you qualify and you start up front, so you don't start in the, the middle of the pack and get tangled up in something crazy—a a crash or something. So, my gosh, there's so many things going through everybody's minds, you know, when you get out there. But it, it's it's different because everything is so amped up, and uh, everybody's a bit nervous. That's for sure. Well, it's interesting that everything you gave me, you gave me about the car and about the team, but what about the driver? How does a driver find a way to unplug or to get those alone moments just to clear his head before the start of a big championship race? Well, I don't think you really got to – I never did do much of that. I mean, I, I had to just be all in. I mean, I had to be totally immersed in everything, had to be eating and breathing the NASCAR race that week. Uh, I had to be totally involved. I didn't want to get away from everybody and just calm down and breathe. It just wasn't in me. I mean – some people got to do it that way, Mike, but I wasn't one of them. I mean, I had to be involved in it right to the bitter end. When did you allow yourself to start thinking about, man, I, I could win that Cup Series championship. Man, I could I could score the sport's biggest prize. When did you allow yourself to start thinking about it? Probably in the race as I'm going and I've got enough points and everything is looking good and the car's running good and you're like, 20 laps to go or 15 laps to go. And so, man, I'm in good shape right now. Just hope we don't get a caution. Hope everything's okay. And then finally you get down to like five laps to go and you're still looking good. You're looking in the mirror. You don't see any issues. And you, you got a lot of confidence right there. And then you come off of, you take the white flag and you go into turn one and you're, you're getting real emotional at that point. And you come off of turn two and you're like, just don't do anything stupid, you know. And then you go sailing down the back straightaway into turn three, and you're like, okay, you know, I, I got to build. If something goes wrong, I got to build a milker across the start finish line. You're you're getting that prepared for anything that can go wrong, 
And, and then if you're if you're saying I got a lock, locked up before the checker flag, you're crazy. So you're actually overthinking and thinking right to the last minute. I mean, just and you're thinking about every corner too. You think about you're even thinking as you go into turn three on the last lap and you head towards the start finish line. What if the tire blows right now and, and I'm going to slide up to the wall? Have I gave myself enough room to recover and stuff like that? Now. When you take that checkered flag, right? You get her across the line. She comes across the line. Checkered flag. You're the champion. What is the photo gallery flashbacks in your mind like? Do you start thinking about the OASA days? Do you start thinking about who gave you your starts and who funded you here and who you need to be thankful for? What is what is that emotional roller coaster like once you know you've gotten it, you've crossed the line, and you become the champion? What goes through your mind? For, well, for me, it's it's everybody that's at the racetrack that day. It's everybody that's there. You want them to be honored along with you, and you want to have them in the photographs. You want to make sure you spend enough time. You at least have eyeball contact with them and a big thumbs up or something. Uh, you really want to recognize all those people. Then, obviously, uh, uh, the next day, then you're calling people and you're thanking them and you're and you're doing things like that. And then, then as uh, the next week, then you're, you're preparing your speech, what you're going to say when you get to the banquet. You're doing all those type of things. But the, the the biggest nightmare is forgetting somebody. And I'll never forget, man. I'll never forget this. I got up and did my big speech when I won my championship, and I was so happy and so. And I was thanking everybody. Uh, and then I sat down next to Raymond Beetle, my car owner back then. I said, hey, how'd I do? He says, man, you did great, but you forgot to thank our sponsor. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, crap. So, I mean, I thank Pontiac. I thank all my crew, my, my wife, everybody in the world. And I forgot to thank uh, back then Kodiak. <laughs> wow. And well, then I ran over to him when, when, when he said that. I actually got up off the table and I went over to the guys. I said, man, I just want to thank you guys so much. And you're the best, and I'm, I just got so tied up in the, most, the, the emotions I forgot. Uh, and they said, no problem, no problem, no problem, but at least I had to address it. Yeah, well, uh, they obviously were a big part of your championship back in 1989. I want to pause here. I want to go through the four championship drivers. Get your thoughts on the four that will run for the title. Joey Legato, Christopher Bell, Ross Chastain, Chase Elliott. Of those four, as we sit going in, who do you like the most and why? Oh, gosh, Mike, I tell you, this is going to be a real tough one because, you know, I've been surprised so much this year with this new car. There's guys that that aren't veterans that are run still are getting it done in winter races. I mean, you got to admit that Ross Chastain's not a veteran. You got to admit that, you know, uh, Christopher Bell's not a veteran. But you would say that the other two pretty well are. You know, Chase Elliott's won a championship already at that racetrack in this configuration, but not with this new design car. And Joey Logano uh, has also. So, I don't know. I, I, know in, I know Team Penske real well. I don't know Hendrick Motorsports that well, although I know Mr. Hendrick real, real well. I know he's bringing his best. But, my look, my money's got to be on Joey Logano. It really does because I, I know that operation. And he's a real – he's a hard-nosed driver. And um, I, I got to – I have to say that – it's either going to be, in my mind, Joey Logano or Chase Elliott. Uh, and boy, kudos to the other two who have made it in the top four. What a what a daring move Ross did last week by you know throwing that massive hail mary that worked. And then um, Christopher Bell, you know, being at the right place, he led a lot of laps, had a fast car, deserved to win the race, and did win the race. But I'm still sticking with the 22 car. 
Well, it sounds like what you're saying is that having been there and done it before means something. What does that bring to the table for the driver that has already walked this path before and won a championship? Well, they dealt with all the pre-race stuff, with all the distractions that can happen and all the things that can get in your mind and make you overthink the car or overdrive the car or make mistakes or whatever. And so you learn how to kind of manage that. And for, for Christopher and Ross, it'll be the first time for them, and they're going to go in with everybody in the world in their ear tell them how to do it. And for the guys that have already done it, they already know how to do it. Uh, and so I remember going into my championship. I had I literally everybody telling me how to win this championship. And then I had some really smart guys trying to help me too. Like Junior Johnson back in the day came up to me and said, "Now, boy, you got to do this and you got to do that." And, I'm, and he was right about what he said. And, and they were all trying to help me, and uh, which was great. But once you've already been there and done that, that's a, that's another story too. I was going to say, I imagine that these drivers have a lot of people in their ears this week. How do you manage that? Everybody has good intentions, but sometimes it's like, okay, well, you know what? I appreciate you, but I got to do my own deal here at some point, you know? That, that's basically that you, you can get on overload. You can get on information overload because you just can't do if, if Look, if you're in total control and you can make the car do what they're telling you and you can make the car do this and you can make the pit stops be perfect and you make the motor run the way you want it, that's one thing. But you can't control all that. I mean, you got to manage everything best you can. And what you got to be smart enough to do is just take all that information everybody's giving you and just log it in the back of your brain and go, thank you for that. Uh, that might be something I wouldn't have thought of that I could use if I ever get in this bad situation or something or a good situation. But, I, you know, you just got to do your own thing. You got to continue doing what you've done all year long that got you to this point. And you got to appreciate all the information, all the goodwill everybody's trying to help you with. But you got to be smart enough to don't get yourself bogged down and all confused by it either. You know, it's funny you bring that up because I, I've been talking to some folks this week and they basically say the same thing. You have to do with what got you there and if you don't and try to get fancy or cute, you run the risk of messing the thing up. Isn't that amazing that a lot of times some of these teams and some of these athletes get themselves in these high pressure profile situations. And then when you do something different, it almost like it takes you totally out of the game. Is that indeed the case? Well, it can happen. And again, you got to be smart enough to ignore that. Uh you know, there are a lot of these people feel like they need to tell you that. And a lot of people just want to tell you that. So they're kind of involved, you know, like if you get in a situation, they'll, they'll come up and tell you afterwards. I told you, I told you, you know, <laughs> all those guys want to be part of it. And, and they rightfully want to help you, too. Uh, and so, again, you, as, a, as a professional driver that's going for a championship like these four are, um, I, I'm still sticking with what I said. You got to be smart enough to, you know, accept the, this, accept the, uh, the talk. But use it when you need to use it or use it when you can use it. Some of the stuff just won't apply. Everything they tell you as the race goes on, it just doesn't apply and it didn't it didn't work or didn't not that it didn't work, you just didn't need it, you know. Talking about uh, the athletes, talking about their preparation. Let's talk about the racetrack, Rusty. You've obviously run there back when back when you won your title, it wasn't the last race of the year like it is now. That came at the Atlanta Motor Speedway. But as Phoenix goes in the fall, one-mile racetrack flat. They flipped the track. They've closed up what the hole was there in turn two, and you got grandstands wrapping around the thing. Now, how would you assess Phoenix Raceway and what is going to greet these drivers when they pull onto the track this weekend? Well, it's 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 proved to put on good racing. There's no doubt about that. And it is totally different from when I drove it. 
in um, when a lot of guys have drove it. But, um, you know, we, we've watched things happen at that racetrack that you need to avoid. Like, we all know that as you go across the start-finish line, you can cut down really low on the apron. And that's not a good thing. These cars are – I'm interested to see what's going to happen this time, Mike, because these cars – only run like about a half an inch off the ground. I mean, they're very, very low to the ground. I'm, int- I'm interested if these guys try to come off the racetrack and cut that corner and get down an apron. That extreme change in uh, bank angle, you know, I think it will tear the splitters up on these cars pretty good. So more than the old car. So I don't know if they're going to be able to cut that corner as much as they have. I'm sure they're going to try it for sure. Uh, but then, you know, once you cut that corner, it gives you a terrible angle at the entry of turn one. Uh, so they got to be real careful that they don't cut that corner, get at turn one too tight, get up alongside of a car as you get into turn one. And remember, these cars don't have near as much downforce in the back. It's called side force as the older car had. So, you know, they got to kind of etch it. Uh, you know, when they get alongside of a car going into turn one, if they're on the bottom, and they can't get too, they can't get too close to that car on the outside of them, or else they'll get they'll get real loose and probably spin. So. You know, those things go through my mind. And as I, this week, as I get ready to write what I call my progressive keys of the race for MRN, I'm going to keep all these things in mind that I'm telling you about how they're going to drive this track and what I think you better avoid. One of the amazing things about Phoenix, Rusty, it kind of reminds me of New Hampshire. You have these flat corners, except three and four at Phoenix. Got a little banking down there, but compared to some of the others, they're pretty flat. How do you learn the boundaries of how deep you can drive in without breaking the car loose? You know, how how close can you get to the line on a flat track and learn where that line is, but not step over it and back the thing into the wall and have to go to a backup car or end your day? Well, as you as you're a racer and you race your whole year and you run these different tracks and you actually you run this particular track with the new car at the first race in Phoenix, you go back to your notes, you, you know what the car did the first race at Phoenix. And, you know, you after four or five laps, Mike, really it comes second nature. I mean um, even though the track is a, a flatter racetrack, you can still drive in the corners awful doggone deep. Uh, and it's just a different feel. And it, that, that feel and how far you can take it to the line will come pretty doggone quick. And then you'll know what you, you, you'll know how deep to get that car in the corner. And then if you can't get in that corner that deep, then you better go to work on the chassis in practice or in the race as it goes on, working on tire pressures and working on adjustments to, to make it do it. Can't wait to get out there. It's going to be a fun weekend. We're going to crown champions in the trucks, the Xfinity, and the Cup Series. Motor Racing Network will have call of it all. Rusty will join us on the call on Sunday. Can't wait to get out there. Boy, it's been an eventful 2022, and I don't expect this season-ending race to be anything but that. I think we've got a lot of things that are going to be breaking loose on Sunday before we fly this checkered flag and find out who the champion is. Oh, I totally agree. I mean, there's just so much pressure on everybody. I mean, Look, Mike, I would not be surprised if any one of these four guys wins this title. It, it won't take my breath and make me go, oh, my God, I can't believe that happened. I'll go, okay, that happened, you know. <laughs> they, these guys were that good to get in this position. So here they are. Let, let them have at it. Exactly. Appreciate the time, as always. Safe travels. Uh, we'll see you on Sunday. I'll see you on Sunday. See you guys. That is NASCAR Hall of Famer and NASCAR Cup Series champion, Rusty Wallace says we get set to go in Phoenix. Let's give you a playoff grid refresher. Of course, we've been speaking a lot about the Cup Series. Joey Logano, Christopher Bell, Ross Chastain, Chase Elliott. They're the four that will run for the title in the NASCAR Cup Series. In the NASCAR Xfinity Series, 
You've got Noah Gregson, Ty Gibbs, Josh Berry, and Justin Allgaier. And of course, in the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series, you've got Ty Majeski, Zane Smith, Chandler Smith, and Ben Rhodes. What's Las Vegas thinking about all this? Well, let's check the odds. They're brought to you by BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Please Bet responsibly. Trey, I'm sure you've got a full plate. What do you got for us? Yeah, I'm going to go over all three of the championship races this weekend, and we'll go in chronological order. We'll start with the Camping World Truck Series Championship on Friday night, and we've got co-favorites to win the championship in that one. Both Chandler Smith and Ty Majeski are both plus 190 to win the Truck Series Championship for 2022. Chandler Smith won this race last year, even though Ben Rhodes won the championship. And Ty Majeski picking the best time to have the best run of his career. Two career victories in the Camping World Truck Series, and they both came in the round of eight this year. Surprising that he's the co-favorite, though, to me, just because of the experience edge some of the other drivers have. Zane Smith, he is at plus 240 to win. Zane has been the runner-up in the championship the past two years at Phoenix, including being passed by Ben Rhodes, who has the worst odds to win the championship of any of the championship drivers in any of the three series this weekend at 6-1. to one. Rhodes has not shown a ton of winning speed this year, but at 6-1, to one, you got to like those odds. But I just have a feeling that Chandler Smith is going to close out this chapter of Kyle Busch Motorsports and win the championship this weekend at plus 190 in the trucks. That's who I'm going with there. In the Xfinity Series, no surprise, Noah Gregson is the favorite. He is plus 160. Eight race wins this year. Noah won this race at Phoenix in March as well. Uh, so he is the favorite. Ty Gibbs, six wins this year. Right behind him, he is plus 220 to become a champion. That's a little bit surprising to me simply because I find it hard to believe that Brandon Jones or a lot of other drivers in the field are going to cut Gibbs any slack. So unless he completely dominates this race, I find it hard to believe that he's going to be crowned champion. Justin Allgaier, he's 3-1. to one. Phoenix is one of his best racetracks. I would not be surprised to see him win. And then Josh Berry is at plus 350 to win his first Xfinity Series championship. I think Vegas has it right in terms of Noah being the favorite. It just seems like his year. Now, on to the big one. Sunday afternoon, the Cup Series Championship. The regular season champion and the driver who has been the favorite in the most races so far this season. Chase Elliott is the favorite to win not only the championship, but the race. He's plus 250 to win the race, but 2-1 to one to win the championship. Right behind him, Christopher Bell, the second favorite at plus 250 to win the championship. And then Joey Logano and Ross Chastain are tied at 3-1 to one to win the championship. To me, I honestly think that Elliott might be the least likely to win. In the playoffs, yes, he won at Talladega, but the other three have shown more, have shown they are more capable of having that winning speed to win the race. Elliott has probably had the best season overall out of the four, but I would probably be most surprised to see Elliott hoisting the Bill France Cup on Sunday evening. I think the two that have the steepest odds, Logano and Chastain, I think they have the best chances to win this race. Yes, Bell won at New Hampshire, which is a similar one-mile flat track to Phoenix, but Worldwide Technology Raceway and Gateway might be even more similar. Drivers were talking that weekend how eerily similar it is in terms of setup and driving style to Phoenix, and Joey Logano won that race. And Ross Chastain, Phoenix in March, he finished the best out of any of these championship four drivers, finished second place that weekend, 
But at the beginning of the playoffs, uh, I got three out of my four championship four right. Christopher Bell replaced Denny Hamlin in that. But I picked Logano to win the championship just because of his experience and because of how good he was at Gateway earlier this year. So I think Joey Logano will win the championship. But it would not shock me to see Ross Chastain shock the world one last time. In terms of long shots, in terms of winning the race, Chase Briscoe won this race in March, and he's 33-1 to to win this race. The past two weeks, he's had actually chances to win, or the two out of the three weeks in the round of eight. Briscoe, uh, he could shock the world again, but wouldn't it be fitting if this season ended with the 20th winner of the season, Martin Truex Jr., he's always good at Phoenix, and he's 33-1 to to win the race. You never see Truex that low in odds, and it's hard to believe that Martin Truex Jr. will go the whole season without a win. So I like Truex as a long shot to win the race, but I think Logano wins the championship at 3-1. to It's going to be an action-packed weekend. Couldn't be more excited for it. And Motor Racing Network will be on the scene with all the coverage. It begins actually Friday morning with the Arkham Menard Series West. We'll have coverage of the Desert Diamond Casino West Valley 100. That's at 2.30 p.m. Eastern time. Also, Friday, we'll have practice for the NASCAR Cup cars at 8 Eastern. Late start for the truck season finale. Motor Racing Network's coverage of the Lucas Oil 150 begins Friday night at 9.30 p.m. Eastern time. We'll be back on Saturday. Cup qualifying at 3.30 Eastern. We'll have the NASCAR Xfinity Series Championship race at 5.30 Eastern. And then, of course, we're back Sunday for the NASCAR Cup Series Championship race. NASCAR Live race day on the air at 2 p.m. Eastern Sunday afternoon. What a season it's been. We're going to spend our offseason reflecting on the season and the events thereof. But Right now, we've got a championship weekend in front of us. We can't wait to get there. We hope to run into you out there. But if not, we'll have all the coverage for you right here on the Motor Racing Network. For producer Trey and the rest of the MRN crew, I'm Mike Bagley. Thanks for the download. Buckle up, kids, and enjoy a championship weekend in Phoenix. We'll talk to you with NASCAR Live Race Day Sunday, NASCAR Live Tuesday night at 7 Eastern, and right back here for another installment of NASCAR Live Wide Open next Thursday. Until then, so long, everybody. NASCAR Live Wide Open is brought to you by Toyota. For the latest Toyota racing information, visit toyotaracing.com. Buying a house can feel like you're going 200 miles per hour in bumper-to-bumper traffic with a dirty windshield and the sun in your eyes. Ruoff Mortgage has the technology, expert staff, and resources to simplify the process while speeding up the time it takes to get clear to close. So while getting a loan can seem intimidating, Ruoff Mortgage will have you opening the door to your new home fast and stress-free. Visit Ruoff.com to learn more. That's Ruoff.com. Ruoff Mortgage wants to welcome you home with their fast and stress-free mortgage process. Ruoff knows that when you're ready to move, you want to keep things moving. From the moment you start, Ruoff makes sure the process moves quickly, often twice as fast as other lenders, so you can close quickly and settle in sooner. Visit Ruoff.com to learn how you can qualify for the fastest loan of your life. That's Ruoff, R-U-O-F-F dot com. Do you have an unused car, truck, motorcycle, boat, or RV taking up space? 
Put it to good use by donating it to the NASCAR Foundation. Proceeds help fund medical resources for children in our racing community. Your wheels can heal. Call 844-NASCAR-9 and we'll come tow away your vehicle for free. The process is quick and your gift is tax deductible. Call 844-NASCAR-9 to donate your vehicle to the NASCAR Foundation today. Your donation will help our children survive and thrive. 